Yo, what's going on, everyone? I am Tommy, and that is Gary. Chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog and bologna. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry for this last couple of show, guys. I have been uh, feeling kind of sick, but uh, we're back to business now. Uh, after a few days of not feeling good, I decided to go get tested for COVID, and it was a it was a crazy experience. But uh, luckily, the the COVID test came back negative, flu test came back negative, so so we're back and ready for more action. Yeah, man, I was like pretty positive you had it just based off of your symptoms and how down you were dude like you don't get sick often so i feel like when you do get sick you you kind of take the knockout blow because you were <laughs> definitely out for the count yeah man i mean once a year i'm i'm guaranteed to get sick for at least a week it was definitely a little a little different covid being such a huge thing that made me decide to go out and get tested i usually don't go to the doctors i usually just you know get some Dayquil, Nyquil, and, and try and get over it. But this one was definitely different. Yeah, but you went full MIA for for like the last week or so. It was a good eight days, but I'm glad you're feeling better now. Um, yeah, we're slowly making the the comeback. Still not, <laughs> still not 100, but definitely way better and able to get out and do stuff now. I mean, I'm glad we're we're able to kind of get back to the pod. But uh, since our last pod, our other roommate and friend Thomas, he has arrived. Uh, it definitely has made for a, a great time. Thomas is definitely one to to have a good time. So, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, he knows he knows how to bring the fun. And, and you know, like we said before, most of you guys know us. We're we're pretty much uh, hermits. We we're cool with just staying in our house, doing not much of anything. And Thomas is quite the opposite. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just glad we're all here now. I'm excited to have Thomas on as a guest here in the near future. We've talked to him about it. He seems really excited as well. Um, if any of you guys are curious about Thomas, uh, just know he's the kind of guy to build a full regulation beard eye table before even looking <laughs> at buying a bed or any other furniture. <laughs> he is he is definitely all about the fun. Definitely all about the fun. So it'll be a, it'll be a great dynamic when he finally gets on here and joins us one of these pods. I couldn't agree more. So I mean, obviously Sunday night NBA Finals Game Six, Lakers got it done. Yeah, I know. I know we went over our predictions going into the finals. I don't think any of us were going to be surprised that the Lakers did win. Um, but it ended up being, you know, outside of the last game, I thought it was a much better series than it was going to be. I thought there were some really great games in there and some great individual performances as well. Yeah, so I mean, I personally thought it was going to be a really great series after watching uh, Miami Heat against Boston. Miami Heat against Boston. Obviously, Bam gets hurt. Karan Dragic gets hurt. A lot of things change, but. Jimmy Butler really, uh, really, really showed up and, and definitely made some great games. And it was definitely fun to watch, especially that game five down to the wire. Really entertaining series. Um, I couldn't ask for much more. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Buckets kind of, you know, showed why he's, he's Jimmy Buckets. He definitely carried this team. Uh, it would have been interesting to see how this series panned out if, like you said, Bam didn't get hurt and needed did Goron. Um, but, I mean, I still think at the end of the day we, we would have got the same uh, ultimate outcome. But um, still some really great games. And, and, and with the weird nature of this finals, I still think it was it was fun to watch, um, you know, from beginning to end. Yeah. And I mean, just to tag on to LeBron's legacy, that fourth MVP, first player, first player to have <coughs> three finals MVPs on three different teams. Uh, insane. I mean, at this point, I don't know what the LeBron haters can say. I mean, he's, he's making that record a little better. He's adding all these different things. I mean, it's a good night for LeBron fans because there ain't much to say. Yeah, I mean the 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 haters are, I think are, will always hate 
Um, I think at this point, you're either on the bandwagon saying LeBron's the best, or no matter what he does, you'll never think he is. Um, but I mean, if you're LeBron in his camp, you know, another finals MVP and another finals win, you're going to, you're going to take it. I, I know he, he wanted his, uh, I think he said my damn respect uh, in, in the post game finals. And I think he should, he should have this respect from everyone. Yeah. I think anyone hating at this point, is just, you know, delusional. I, I I yeah. I don't even want to give a, give a word for it. It's delusional. Well, too much. I'll but, give you uh, the PG one. <laughs> this series, you know, had a lot of different aspects that I know we talked about beforehand. Uh, some came to fruition, some did not. Uh, one in particular was the play of Kyle Kuzma. We were expecting him needing to have a, a pretty big presence for them to uh, pull through. Uh, it was pretty Kyle bad performance. Snoozma. Yeah. Kyle Snoozma. I'm with man. it. He was definitely yeah. sleeping all series long. It was probably the biggest disappointment from an individual player, I think, all series. Um, I, you know, he, he really didn't do much of anything in the time he was given. Um, you know, I'm kind of nervous a little bit for his future and, and what that shows of him playing around a guy like LeBron and AD if he comes back, but um, really disappointed in his performance. Yeah, see, I'm not too worried about Kyle Kuzma. <coughs> I, think, I think that he'll definitely be able to, to come back and continue to grow. I think it is hard for a guy like Kyle Kuzma to grow alongside LeBron James. I think that's the one stigma for LeBron is these young guys – can't really flourish. They kind of have to just learn their roles instead of Kyle Kuzma's more of a, I'm going to get you a bucket. And that's what he was for the, that young Lakers team with Lonzo and, and BI. But I'm not too worried about Kuzma. He's got the tools. Obviously it wasn't a great showing this finals, but I mean, he's young. I think he'll, he'll bounce back. And another guy who struggled, Danny green. Yes. Oh, yeah. All series long, uh, usually trending number one on Twitter within the first five, 10 minutes of the game. Uh, game five, big miss from him. And uh, it was actually kind of scary to hear that he got death threats along along with his fiance. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of unfortunate with, with the way people are um, and with social media, just being able to kind of message and say whatever you want. I mean, obviously, he knows he didn't play well. Um, but, I mean, to take it to that extreme is much too far in this day and age to, to be doing that. And it really is unfortunate to hear. But, um yeah, unfortunately, it does come with the territory we live in right now. Yeah, I think I think the human race definitely is uh, needing some work, uh, for sure. I mean, the one thing I would say is is I understand people looking at basketball and other sports as not just a game because I don't really like when people say it's just a game because for a lot of people it's not. You know, I mean, it's a lifestyle. It's something that gets people out of bed in the day, in the mornings. You know, so when people say it's just a game. I don't really like that take, but taking it to that extreme, I think is way too far. And at the end of the day, the human race definitely needs to put some work in to, to better ourselves. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that basketball definitely is, is life, but let's, let's keep it at, at just at life and not, not extend it to, to these death threats and, and crazy things that are going on. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we talked about Jimmy Butler and Jimbo definitely played uh, insane. He even out, outperformed LeBron in each stat category as far as rebounds, assists, and points was the first time that anyone's ever done that against LeBron in the finals. So huge props to Jimbo. He balled out. And, you know, this Heat team's future is still very, very, very bright. They're extremely young. I mean, I think they've got a chance to continue to get better and better. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they got a lot of young pieces around them. Obviously, Tyler Hero is the youngest starter ever in the NBA finals. You got guys like Bam, who's just going to get better, and other pieces around them. Uh, I definitely think they're going to be scary in the East for years to come. Um, it'll be great to see how these how these guys grow with with Jimmy Buckets kind of helping them flourish as much as possible. 
Yeah, and this trip in the bubble and this trip all the way to the NBA Finals was definitely a huge experience for them. I think in a couple of years, and even now it's going to sting, but in a couple of years, depending on if whether or not they're able to kind of work their way back to the finals, this one's definitely going to sting because I feel like these young guys don't realize how hard it really is to make it to that point. I mean, you've seen the guys like Chris Paul, James Harden, all these superstars that, that can't even get to this point, you know? Yeah, it's definitely got to be a really weird view for these guys first time in the NBA making to the finals. But I mean, with, with UD, you know, being a veteran leader and Jimmy, I, I think they're in a good position to understand the moment that they had. And, and while it's going to hurt and sting, I think that they're in a good position to be able to grow from this and, and, and have this help their career rather than be like their highlight was their, their rookie years. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, just looking at the Lakers and, and the Lakers on, and players on the rosters who are getting a ring, uh, one sticks out to me, and that's Dwight Howard, uh, Hall of Fame career. Definitely underappreciated at this point in his career, but he definitely came and performed all playoffs long, and, and he's getting his first ring. Can't be happier for a guy like that. Yeah, I know we, we talked about it off a pod. I don't remember if we got on a pod talking about whether Dwight was even going to get any playing time. Uh, it was good to see him get, get some good minutes and started a couple games, I believe. Um, and obviously he had a great career, couldn't get it done, winning a finals um, as the main role on a team, but it was great to see him get to celebrate uh, at the end of the season. I definitely agree. And then on a funnier uh, who's getting a ring topic, the younger Antetokounmpo brother gets his <laughs> ring before Giannis. I really want to see what that family group chat's like right now. Yeah, that's that'll be that'll be a funny one. But obviously, Giannis has got some some big hardware as well, and I think Giannis find a way to get a ring. But another family one. What about the the Morris brothers? How weird is that going to be? One's got a ring, the other one doesn't. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's got to be weird for them. I mean, obviously, new coming into this, one being on the Clippers, one being on the Lakers, that the odds were that there was a chance one of them are going to walk away with it. And obviously, I don't think they've played together since Phoenix. So, I think they're at this point used to it. But yeah, that's definitely uh. Something they're going to have to deal with. Some bragging rights at family dinners for for a little while. Yeah, and a report did come out Sunday night that uh, Anthony Davis' first call in the locker room after winning the the title was a call to DeMarcus Cousins, his good friend, ex-teammate. Boogie does qualify for a ring this year. Do you think he gets one? I mean... I think if, if his story was a little bit different as far as everything that he's overcome battling, you know, coming back, getting hurt, coming back, getting hurt, maybe not. But uh, I think everything that he's gone through just to get to where he is now, I think they're going to give him a ring for sure. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think the Lakers would be willing to give DeMarcus Cousins a ring. The biggest question for me is whether or not DeMarcus Cousins would accept a ring. I think he's a very competitive guy, and I don't know if he thinks he deserves it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they offered and he turned it down and looks to come back maybe with L.A. next season and, and trying to earn one. That's an interesting interesting take. I didn't really think about that. Um, I guess it would kind of, for me, just depend on, on how comfortable he is in his game, if he thinks he's able to you know, get some good runs back. If he's like, man, I've just been so injury-plagued. This might be my only chance to get one. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take my not-free free ring. Um, but I, I, I know he's a dog and he's a competitor, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he thinks he can play that, that he might say no and try and you know, earn one, quote-unquote. Yeah, and if he doesn't look to come back with the Lakers, I think another team that could really use him is the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, stretching the floor with Luka and Kristaps, I, I think that would be a pretty good trio. I mean, it obviously depends on whether or not he can come back healthy, but that would be a pretty scary sight to see. Yeah, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on what what um, Boogie does this off season and see where he goes. Uh, I think we can find a few good places that he might fit in and gel well and try and get him a ring. 
Uh, you come back to Sacramento if you want. I'll, I, I'll take him over. I know you. I know you will. Speaking about um, off-season moves, what about AD? How do you think this finals uh, and this whole season overall is going to change AD's opinion, staying or going? Yeah, I mean, a <laughs> lot of people in the media were talking about you know him leaving to Miami, him leaving you know to Golden State or wherever. I don't know about you, but just watching the the post the post final celebration and his relationship with LeBron, it seems to me like they are tight. I, I after winning the finals, it's really hard for me to see him leave the Lakers, knowing LeBron's there for at least the next two or three more years. Yeah, I mean the only thing I'll come back at with is, I mean, obviously when you when you go through all this this trials and tribulations and you win, it's really easy to come together. It'd be kind of interesting to see in the off season. Um, you know, if anyone's in his ear talking about some stuff based on LeBron winning finals MVP, you know, the, the divas or, or any drama that can happen, you know, after all the chips have fallen, maybe might sway his opinion, but I would like to see him back in, back in LA for sure. Yeah. I mean, I know we kind of talked about that during the, during the game and, and I obviously said LeBron definitely deserves finals MVP and AD does seem like a guy that maybe wants that role, but I think that role is coming. Uh, like LeBron is getting older. He's obviously not slowing down much, but LeBron didn't seem to make it clear that this was AD's team to grow with. So I think as long as they have a solid relationship and, and AD understands that he's appreciated because he is, he's a top five player in the league. There's, there's no doubt about it. No doubt. I think the smart move for him is to stay with the Lakers and not pull a Kawhi Leonard and leave because they got a team. LeBron and AD are a scary duo. And, and I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what more they can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be be really interesting to see. We'll have to keep our eyes on off seasons, uh, off season movements. But I do really like the tandem, and I think you know if he signs a three four year deal, definitely by the second half of that, I, I think it'll be for sure AD's team just with the age of LeBron to be at that point, uh, assuming he's still in the league. Um, but but well, let's talk about that actually. Okay. Uh, how many more years do you think we could realistically get of this LeBron? Because I personally, my take, I don't see it slowing down, man. I know uh, as far as football goes and the quarterback position is completely different from from an NBA player. But this was kind of the first time that we saw somebody playing at an elite level uh, into their 40s in Tom Brady. And LeBron, as everyone knows, spends a million dollars plus into his body every year. So I I just have this weird feeling that lebron is really built different and he's taking care of his body to the fact where he can perform maybe not to this level but a close level for who knows how much longer i can't even put a number on it i don't even want to yeah so so we're going to say to this level i'll just say how long do i think he's going to be able to perform at a top 10 player in the nba level um i I think three years is probably what i think is max is it being a, a top 10 player in the nba so that's what i'll give him obviously um, beyond that, I could see him, you know, being in the NBA five or six years if that's what he wants to do. But as far as at the level he's currently at, or at least to a top ten player in the NBA, I give him three more seasons. Is is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I like the take. I definitely think it's going to be very interesting, just because, like I said, we haven't really seen someone take care of their body like a LeBron. And obviously, you know, knock on wood, but he's been extremely healthy as far as injury goes, so he doesn't really have any ailing injuries or anything like that. So I'm definitely interested, man. This this could get weird. It definitely could, and I, I think having all of last season off and then the weird extra breaks of this season, um, it'll definitely boost his his motor, kind of give him some some life back um, towards towards the end of his career. So it, it'll be interesting to see, especially especially the talks between him and AD about whose team is going to be moving forward, and, and kind of some eyes on that. 
Yeah, I'm excited for uh, bald LeBron. I don't know how many, how many more years it's going to be until he fully just, you know, yeah, lets it go. That'll but. be his final form, dude. That'll be his super saiyan above a super saiyan is when he decides to, to let it go. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But uh, so, I mean, congratulations to the to the Lakers. Obviously, the Heat as well. Great, great bubble experience. Great season. Uh, you don't put an asterisk next to this one. And if you do put an asterisk, it's because this one was well-earned. Um. But looking way too soon into next year. Oh, no. You got any predictions? <laughs> uh, I mean, a pretty safe one. I got to say the Kings will probably suck. Knowing, knowing you and your luck with the Kings, I'm going to go with Kings are not going to make the playoffs this coming season in 2020. You know, I really, I really appreciate you saying that. I was actually going to ask you to say that because of all your predictions and how the complete opposite usually happens. So I was actually – Gonna ask you to say that, so I appreciate that. Oh, okay. You know, you know my curse, and you're hoping it works yes. the other way around. All right. Yes. So All right. you know, moving forward, I hope that I hope the Kings have a good season next year. For me, just an early prediction: 2021, AD stays, Lakers still on top. Obviously, this can sway a little bit with a Giannis trade or some some big moves, but uh, I think Lakers Lakers run it back. We give Bron his fifth. Come on. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you in the West. I'm gonna give you. Dallas, Dallas is gonna is gonna make it to the finals in the West. Not sure they'll win it, but I, but I got them them coming out of the West way too early. I like it. Luke is pretty terrifying, so I can see it. No doubt. Why don't we move? You want to move on some NFL talk? I'm all for it. How about uh, some COVID cancellations? I know we talked about how well the bubble was done with the NBA. NFL is starting to look a little scary, dude. I'm starting to get a little nervous. Yeah, they just had like a nine-team or nine-game schedule change that goes all the way out through the season trying to adjust to the to the small amount of cancellations that's already been. I'm worried, man, because there's no way it doesn't get kind of worse than it is now. So it's definitely looking a little weird. I know you and I talked about this. I personally think the NFL should look at taking a full week off, um, let these teams kind of quarantine and focus on health, you know, give a break, do some testing. And then kind of swing back into it full swing because right now it seems like they're just kind of like edging along, edging along, and it looks like it could cause some trouble. Yeah, and I mean, especially with how long it can be between when you've contracted COVID and then when you give up symptoms. Um, you know, I think it's like two to fourteen days is, is what I believe they're they're saying. So I mean, yeah. if you're if you're traveling for, for you know, let's say a nine day period and you played two teams in the span of that, you know, nine or ten days, I mean, how many people you've come in contact with, and then just multiplying that with everyone. Uh, it, it could definitely get out of hand quick. So I, I definitely think maybe a full week off, get everyone tested, make sure everything's good before you start ramping stuff up. Cause it's, it's too early in the season to start losing everything. Um, that's what I'm saying. So I, I definitely think that's something to look at. I don't know what the money loss is or if that will ever even be considered, but you know, just some behind the scenes of what I'm thinking as far as my commissioner skills, but that'd definitely be something I'd look into. Yeah, and I mean, I know you're talking money. I mean, I'd rather rather NFL lose a whole week than, than lose their entire season due to, due to stuff going crazy. So if they're not looking at it, I think they should be at least. I couldn't agree more. So let's go into, you know, more week five. Uh, obviously, there's um, five unbeaten teams. We have the Titans, Steelers, Bills, Packers, and Seahawks. The Titans and Bills are set to play Tuesday, so that'll make one of them beaten. But uh, out of these five teams, who who's the best for you? Oh boy, I'm I'm I was a little nervous with the Seahawks game against the Vikings, but I'm gonna say the Seahawks, man. I think I think Russell Wilson is the uh, front runner for MVP right now, um, and DK Metcalf is as a breakout stud. I know their defense has given up a lot of yards and a good amount of points. 
Um, but but I like the Seahawks as, as the best unbeaten team right now in the NFL. What about you, my man? Dude, this one's really tough. Um, I love the Steelers, love the Bills, love the Packers, love the Seahawks. Titans, you know, I could go, I could do without them. But someone who's really impressed me is Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. That defense is, is really good. And Big Ben's slinging around to uh, his young receiving core. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I didn't think I was going to go with the Steelers before we started recording, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. I, I really like this team. Yeah, see, the one thing that, that made me nervous about, about I mean, obviously you mentioned Titans and Bills, one of them would be without uh, an undefeated team. What worried me about the Steelers and Packers is just their division. Uh, obviously the Steelers have, have Baltimore. Uh, that kind of worries me. Are, are, are you are you more confident in the Steelers than, than Baltimore coming out of the uh, that division? I definitely think it would be an extremely competitive game. Uh, they both have solid defenses, and they have a lot of weapons in the offense. Uh, I think that will be a matchup that kind of comes down to uh, the end of the season. Okay. Okay. Well, why don't we move from a, a really strong division, talking about the Steelers and Ravens, to your division, the NFC least. You want to talk about them at all? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I just think that the teams are all tanking for Tua. <laughs> I don't think they realized that that was last year. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Maybe it's tanking yeah, for Trevor Lawrence. I, I think he he can join the NFL <laughs> at the end of this season. I think I think if uh, any of these teams make it to uh, the first pick, he might be staying in college. Lawrence, <laughs> that okay. Okay. That's uh that'll be that'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, top to bottom, all four of these teams have struggled. Um, obviously, I think your Cowboys were looking the best, but unfortunately, with the sad news for Dak and and his injury. Um, it's going to make this division that much weaker. Yeah, so for anyone who didn't see, I'm sure you did, but uh, Dak Prescott suffered a compound fracture and an ankle dislocation. He did have surgery Sunday night. Oh, man, this one was tough. Tough for me to watch live. Tough. I mean, you, know, you guys know, or if you don't, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Um, for the record, it's just it sucks to see. For say. the record, he knocked on my door while I was doing homework to tell me, and his face, he just looks so sad. So it, yeah, I was it devastated. definitely hit him, Dev- hit him Absolutely devastated. Hit him hard. And, you know, I'm a big Dak fan. I love, the, I love basically everybody on the Cowboys, to be honest. But it just really sucks for Dak because I'm a big Dak fan, and obviously this offseason there was a lot of contract negotiations uh, they weren't able to get a deal done. So I'm I'm just – I feel bad for the man. He came out and he was balling out this season, and now you don't really know what his future is going to look like, especially financially and, and what someone's willing to fork fork over for him. But we do have uh, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, stepping in, um, backup quarterback. He was able to lead us to the, the victory against the New York Giants. Um, I don't think he's the future by any means, but he might be able to keep the ship afloat for uh, the next couple months. Yeah, it's going back to Dak's contract. I'm a little nervous too, as far as what they're going to do. I mean, obviously the Cowboys didn't want to pay him what he was asking or whatever the issue exactly was. Obviously, he's going to have to be asking for less just through the uncertainty of his his leg. I'm not sure if Jerry Jones, the Cowboys, is going to be willing to pay him. I'd be a little nervous that Dak, if he's looking for for a decent amount of cash, is going to be going somewhere else next year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is to Jerry Jones. <laughs> Take care of our man. You know, he did him dirty. He didn't give him his money, and, and now this happens. Just take care of the guy. Yeah, but uh, why don't we go from one sad story to, to a positive one? Our boy Alex Smith. The return. The return. It was great to see. Obviously, um, you know, he'd spent two years, you know, at one point wondering if he was going to keep his leg to finally coming off of the physically and perform list earlier. This, uh, you know, heading into the, what would have been the preseason to, to get in the start. And it was, it was great to see 
his wife and kids were there at the game giving us any ovation after the after his first completion. It was it was great to see. Yeah, I don't even think he came into this week expecting to play. I know he was uh, listed as active for the first time since his injury. Um, and the reason why is because they benched Dwayne Haskins, starting Kyle Allen. Uh, Kyle Allen gets blown up by Jalen Ramsey. <coughs> uh, has to go back to the locker room for concussion protocol. And Dwayne Haskins didn't even show up to the game. Apparently, he has a stomach bug. So, you know, who had to step up was the only active uh, quarterback on the roster, Alex Smith. I don't know how prepared he really was to get in there and take snaps, but he played He played well. Um, I'm excited to see if he can kind of build on this because obviously he's one of the best to do it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm very, very happy to see him back on the football field. Yeah, no doubt. It was it was a little scary to see the first time. You know, he got tackled, a little nervous. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, I don't know what was going through his mind, but I'm sure he was glad to take the, the first hit and pop right up and be like, hey, you know, I'm back out here. You know, things will start to feel a little bit more normal. So it'll be interesting to see him moving forward this season, what he can do for Washington. Yeah, so uh, just to kind of wrap up football, we just had one uh, little funny story. I'm sure you guys saw Thursday night, uh, Tom Brady throwing the incompletion on fourth down uh, and then held up four fingers because I think he think thought it was now fourth down. But <laughs> I personally think uh, he was just holding those four fingers to show uh, LeBron was going to win his fourth ring this, this week. Hey, it was one goat signaling to another. Is that what you're going with? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm taking. I think as. it was a uh, a 40 year old quarterback showing his age. Forgetting what down it was. I'm gonna. I don't care what it was. My Bears won. Um, I'm gonna take the W and run into next week. But either way, it was really funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was really funny to see him quite confused on what down it was there to end the game. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I know it's late in the pod, but uh, here's your chance at some major Ooh. dinero. I just wanted to shout out Jake the Snizake. He uh, won our first week of a uh, giveaway, if you answer the question, and he actually wanted the prize money to be added on to what week two. So our question today, or our request today, is DM us two of the four NBA players that starred in the first Space Jam, excluding Michael Jordan. The first person who DMs us two correct players will receive the cash money prize. Uh, so uh, something we haven't talked about a ton but obviously MLB postseason it's coming to an end here. ALS, ALCS and the NLCS just started. Uh, in the ALCS, we have the Rays versus the Astros. Yeah, so if anyone who doesn't know that the, the Astros finished the regular season at 29 and 31, uh, they were the sixth seed. They were uh, the only team under 500 in the playoffs. They did beat the three-seeded Twins 2-0 and then the A's 3-1 uh, to one to make it to facing the uh, Rays, and the Rays were first in the AL at 40-20. and 20. They swept the Jays, and then in a crazy finish against the Yankees, one in five. Um, it'll, be, it'll be an exciting series to see. Obviously, everyone knows Astros are not loved by really anyone unless you live in Houston, so I'm sure anyone and everyone who's following baseball is, is going for the Rays here in this series. Yeah, as a Dodgers fan, it's definitely middle fingers up to the Astros. <laughs> Uh, part of me wants to see the uh, the Astros in the World Series just so we could f- absolutely destroy them. Uh, other part of me just doesn't even want to see them win any more games ever, never. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, take it from what I, you I understand where you're at with that one. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would probably rather see the Astros lose. But uh, speaking about the Astros, some big guys who've been contributing for them is Carlos Correa, 
who's uh, who's actually leading their team in every batting category. He's hitting 500 so far this postseason, and he's got 12 RBIs. Um, and then another big guy for them is going to be their pitcher, uh, Fromber Valdez. He leads the Astros with nine strikeouts and an ERA of 1.5. So there's a big offensive guy to watch and a good pitcher to watch for any of you guys who aren't too tuned in with the Astros. <coughs> Excuse me. And then big thing for the Rays is their defense. They're averaging uh, just under four runs per game. So it'd be interesting to see how um, the Rays defense stacks up against the Astros offense. Rays will be relying on Glasnow, Snell, and Anderson against Houston's strong offense. Game one did happen earlier um, Sunday night, and Tampa Bay did get the win 2-1, to one, so it's a good sign for, for Tom since you, since you said you're not an Astros fan and, and really anyone else in, um, in tune with the MLB is probably happy to see Tampa Bay win 2-1. Yeah, you know, either either outcome of this series, uh, I still got the Dodgers winning the World Series this year. I'm sure, I'm but, sure uh, you do. Let, let's let's hear it. Give me your <laughs> give me your Dodgers versus Braves preview. All right, so moving into the Dodgers versus Braves, uh, obviously to get to the NLCS, the Dodgers swept the Padres, who were another favorite to win the World Series. Uh, in Game Two, Cody Bellinger had an amazing go-ahead home run robbery, climbed up the fence deep into the game to uh, save the game. Uh, so for the Braves, they actually swept the Marlins to make it in. So both teams swept. Uh, both teams are actually extremely hot right now. So it does have me a little concerned, not going to lie. If you kind of go look packs, uh, back at the Braves games, they're definitely destroying everyone in their path. I think it's going to be a little bit different of an outcome here. But uh, game one is Monday night tonight. Uh, Max Fried on the mound for the Braves versus Walker Bueller for the Dodgers. I think that's a pretty good pitching matchup right there. Obviously, both offenses are explosive. So I'm not sure how well these pitchers are going to be able to throw or if it is going to be a pitching doozy. Um, for the Dodgers, you know, one of the biggest things on their side, and, and a lot of people talk about it, is their depth. Uh, offensively pitching, they, they are extremely deep, and it scares a lot of teams because a lot of teams can't match up, especially right now uh, in this kind of bubble situation. They're just playing game after game after game after game, so there's not a lot of rest for these uh, pitchers. So the Dodgers' depth is definitely very scary. One dude on the Dodgers' pitching, uh, pitching depth, Kenley Jansen. You're no guy. more Kenley you Jansen. You love to hate him. No more. No more Kenley Jansen. I don't know what Dave Roberts is thinking. Keeps putting him out on the mound in the ninth. I don't care if we're up 15 runs. <laughs> Kenley Jansen will find a way to lose us the game, or if not lose us the game, give me a damn heart attack. So I'm just begging you, Dave Roberts, please don't make the same mistake you've made the last three years. Keep Kenley Jansen in the bullpen. Don't bring him out. Don't want to see it. Please. But uh, <laughs> on the other side of the, uh, After that rant. the bullpen, yeah, on the other side of the bullpen, uh, Dodgers pitching, Clayton Kershaw, you know, he's been dealing thus far into the playoffs. Uh, looking real solid. Um, the biggest thing for him is just whether or not he can stay consistent as the playoffs continue. Because usually, you know, he starts. Yeah, he starts off the playoffs hot, and then he kind of, you know, chokes. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this year, since he's not really our our ace, it's more of like a Walker Bueller uh, ace situation. That maybe the pressure's off him a little bit, and it kind of just lets him come in and, and play his game, and not think that we need him to, you know pitch a game and then come into the ninth inning of the next game because, you know, I'm just hoping that this year he's able to just kind of stay in his head and, uh, and continue to play pitch well. 
So, so, so I'm assuming you got you got the Dodgers. Uh, who you? I'm assuming you got Dodgers Rays. Is that what you got going on in the, in the World Series? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm definitely picking the the Dodgers to beat the Braves in this series. I don't think it's going to go seven. I could see maybe five, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be a Tampa Bay Rays, uh, L.A. Dodgers uh, World Series. Which what are the odds of that? Another uh, Florida L.A. Oh. That would be interesting. Obviously, Tampa Bay is not Miami, but still Florida versus versus LA. Be interesting to see. Yeah, who wait, who who won the who won the Stanley? Who Cup? won the Stanley Cup? It was the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Dallas Stars. Okay, ooh, that'd have been weird if it was another LA team. All right, I'm sorry, I'm ranting now. Uh, you know, so <laughs> you're good, you're good. But uh, I think that's gonna be all for us, guys. We'll obviously keep you more in tune with MLB playoffs as they continue. And as the NFL rages on, I know, obviously, the NBA season has come to a conclusion. But uh, we'll still talk some NBA, maybe do some prospects, obviously some off-season moves, talk some mock drafts as stuff moves along. Um, and if you have a team or, or any topics you really want to uh, have us talk about, hit us up at our Instagram at First Team All Podcast. Good luck to everybody. <laughs> so I just wanted to say thank you to everyone listening and we appreciate everyone who shares our podcast on their social medias and to their friends as it helps us continue to grow. I also wanted to give a shout out to my guy, Taekwon. He has a super unique and good sound and his Spotify will be linked in the bio of our podcast. Just go give him a listen. I'm sure you guys will mess with him. Uh, I also wanted to give a quick shout out to a long spicy boy and dirty Dudley both stream on Twitch and their links will also be in the bio. Thank you guys for your time. One love. Peace.